Tim Ward is a happy man. He does in life what he wants to do, which is playing polo. He breathes polo, he lives polo, he's fully devoted to the game. For him, as for so many people in the world of polo, the game is not about champagne and VIP areas, it's about sportsmanship, it's about camaraderie, it's about horses and passion. I had the chance to spend some time with him and other friends at the Baralina Polo Club in Mallorca, which is one of the many places around the world where Tim coaches and teaches and plays polo. It was a blast. We had so much fun and Tim taught me some tricks with a mallet and uh, I really enjoyed. Tim is one of those people that you want to have around. So here you have it, is episode number 30 with professional polo player Mr. Tim Ward. Today my guest is Tim Ward, which is a professional polo player and a coach in over, I don't know how many countries, like 15, Tim? Uh, probably, yeah, 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 around there. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. So, Tim, it's so uncommon to find people that try polo and don't get crazy about it. Why is that? That's true. <laughs> it's, um, it's something special about the sport. Yeah. There's something... Polo has more than anything another sport can offer. It has everything I think a sport mm. can offer with the the, the, the the teamwork, the ball skills, yeah. the speed, the aggression, the um, it's the passion really. Yeah. And with the bringing in the horses, if you if you if you like or if you're into horses, if you love horses mm. and ball games, you've got a perfect yeah. match. And it's 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 really the passion in the sport that mm. that makes it special. Yeah. What is what is the the most um, the most frequent mistakes that people make when they approach polo? Um, what would you say? The the first thing most people want to do is to get out there and hit the ball as hard yeah. and fast as they can. Um, whereas if they spend more time getting to know the horses, being able to place the horses in just the right place to hit the ball, and then actually just breathe swing slowly, use yeah. a pendulum, um, and take your time and hit the ball with timing and feeling mm. rather than the, let's go, hit yeah, it hard. Hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, is the, what would you say is the most important skill to have for a low-goal polo player? Is it like the ability with the ball? Is it the riding? Or is it the vision of the game and the, like the whole strategy of what's going on mm. uh, on the field? What do you say? Well, uh, it's the riding. It's For the riding. me, it's the riding every time. Yeah, it's it's the essence of of, 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 of the sport. I think it's the yeah. horses and the riding. And it doesn't matter if you can hit the ball a hundred yards if you can't ride your horse to get to that ball. It's no <laughs> good at all. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. Um, so of course, the the tactics, knowing the field, uh, knowing the how to play, um, and the hitting ball is very important. Mm. But it's it's the riding is the yeah. the heart of the sport. Yeah. Mm. We are all time constrained, especially the weekend warriors, you know, the, the weekend player. Um, what would you say is the, is the most uh, common misuses of time when people train their polo skills? Something they do that they shouldn't really mm. be doing that and something else maybe. First of all, they don't turn up to training. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the first mistake. <laughs> Not enough players 
train at all, yeah. even, or and certainly not enough. Yeah. Not like other sports where there's, there's you know there's regular training sessions. Um, and then again, when they do come to train, a lot of it is they go out and hit a ball around the field. Yeah. aimlessly almost just to hit nice shots um, there's not enough coaching I think they should more often get a coach get a trainer have some sets of skills and work more specifically on your on your game yeah. instead of just being hitting the ball around with no aim at all right? exactly yeah. 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 let me relocate your mic your mic a little bit that's better it's we are noise there so much better okay so what about you what is your weakest aspect what is the weakest aspect of your game what is something that you constantly need to go back to and, and work on? I mean, even the masters have to hone their trade, right? Yeah, of course. So I, I'm trying <laughs> to think. There's a few things. Um, <laughs> Just one. But uh, funnily enough, it comes back to the horses. I mean, if, if you do have a big weakness, it's often the horses. You really okay. need to work on wherever you are in the world in building a really good string of horses. Okay. Um, but within myself, yep. um, I like to train the penalties i really you know i would love to be very consistent with my 30s 40s and 60s okay um and that's a point where i would uh, at the moment I, I i would like to get back up high to get better yeah and what about your strongest point as uh, your stronger aspect as a player mm. at the moment again i think i'm 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 valu most valuable in a team for working hard and 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 putting pressure on on, on the good player on okay. the other side yeah. Um, I would say that's my strength. That's my your strength. Yeah, I mean, I can hit a long ball as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, um, unlike other equestrian disciplines, I mean, polo can be very demanding for the rider, mm. right? Physically. Uh, to what extent do you think it is important for a polo player to train physically? And uh, the second part of the question would be, what do you do in that regard if, okay. if you do something? Yeah. Um, <coughs> it's essential it's nowadays. If you're a professional, if you want to play anywhere near the top of your game, you have to train off the horse. You have mm. to go to the gym, work your muscles, work your your whole body. In fact, okay. it's a full uh, um, it's a full body exercise polo. It's incredibly strenuous on the body. Mm. 20 years ago, it wasn't the same. Nowadays, all the professionals are training hard. Yeah. Um, and I myself, it uh, depends on the time of year. So in the pre-season, or as we'll go back, in the off-season, which is not particularly often, I have a few se three seasons, say, mm -hmm. but um, I will try and go to the gym, lift some weights, try to put some muscle, okay. muscle on, and then as the season approaches, I'll work more on my stretching and, and uh, cardiovascular. I'll be running a lot. Mm -hmm. And during the season when I'm playing hard, then it, it, it's more stretching than anything else. All right. And is this common practice amongst players? They, they train? Absolutely. Yeah? All the professionals. All yeah. the professionals do? Yeah. Now yeah. they do, yeah. yeah. How, has the, uh, how has the game changed over the past, I don't know, 10 or 15 years? Has it at all? It has changed. Yeah. It has changed a lot. Oh. Um, the horses, for one, has changed uh, with the, the, the advance in, in the training, the breeding of horses. They're creating these superpower athletes, yeah. incredible athletes now. So the game has got faster in that respect. There's also been a slight shift um, with some of the top professionals and then filtering down of more keeping possession so there's a lot more ta holding onto the ball and tapping okay. short place as well as the the, the long place mm. uh maybe the next question is related to this one who are the 
upcoming stars of this game? I mean, who is going to take the throne away from the Cambiasos and the Pierres of mm. this world? Good question. Who are these kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, first of all, taking the throne from Cambiaso is going to take a while. It's eh? going to take a hundred <laughs> years, I think. Yeah. He's, uh, he is one freak of the game that yeah. has, it will stand out forever. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's over 40, uh, so his, his time the, as a top player is, is going to end. Mm. There are, of course, the, Facundo, uh, the Pieris brothers, Facundo and Gontolito, chasing him, biting mm. at his heels. Yep. Um, but don't forget, Cambiasso has a son. <laughs> <laughs> and the blood is there, right? Yeah. <laughs> the gene pool yeah. is doing his work. Hopefully. <laughs> it's work. Uh, um, now let me go to, to the next question then. What is the biggest uh, misconception about polo? I mean, something that people think about this sport that is not true. What would you say? Um, I think when somebody hears the word polo, they think of champagne and VIP and they they don't think of the sport itself, the amazing game that it is yeah. and the, the lifestyle that it is actually for so many people. Mm. We are witnessing worldwide um, an increase in the popularity of sports and activities that are not only very demanding physically, uh, but also mentally. And mm. activities that, that, I know, trigger to some extent the the anthropological nerve of the warrior we all have inside. Yes. I'm thinking about like the Spartan races and this yes. kind of thing. And for me, polo is totally in this category. Right? <laughs> it's, it's very primal. It's like going to war out there. Do you think that's one of the reasons for the increasing popularity of polo? Or is this just a theory of mine? <coughs> no, there's definitely some, some truth yeah? in that. I yes. think it, it goes back to the passion of polo. Yep. It is an incredibly passionate game. I mean... Yeah. Now we have we have a nice set of rules, and it's uh, there's an old saying that it's eight gentlemen who split into two teams, are enemies for an hour, and they're <laughs> friends again afterwards. Yeah. So it's uh, it there is that element certainly there, but uh, um, it, it's often a lot of friends going hard and yeah. then staying friends afterwards. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. right? Yeah. Tim, why are we seeing so much snow polo? I mean. It's good enough that we have to suffer the cold weather if we want to um, enjoy winter sports. But why taking polo there? Because we see it more and more, right? Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Playing polo in the snow, in the mountains, is, is like a dream. It's, uh, it's like a fairy tale. It's just such a surreal, incredible experience to see, to make photos, videos, to be there sometimes, <laughs> to look around and think, we're playing polo here in the mountains. What yeah. this is amazing, yeah. Okay. Um, and I think it's also the f the fact that uh, there's some very good organisations who are publicising it, San Moritz, for example. Mm. And it's a chance to reduce the size of the field and get more the spectators closer to the game. Ah, okay. And that makes more sense in like for the spectators, right? Because they see better what's going on. Yeah. And they can enjoy better. It's yeah? a show. Snow it's polo a show. is a show, but it's an amazing show. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of warm and beautiful places, we're in the island of Mallorca, which is gaining momentum as a polo destination, right? Uh, do you think that is going to continue to be the case in the following years, or is this going to be a fad? W what's your take on, on Mallorca as a polo destination? I'm, I'm a big believer. You're a big believer? Absolutely, yeah. Why? Yeah. why? Um, I've been coming here for six years, and, uh, and the, the polo here scene, like you said, has been growing. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the thing I love about it most is the, how it can extend the European season or the Northern European season. So mm. um, we can start early in the spring 
and play three weeks here in April when it's still too wet there. Yeah. Then we can take the horses up there and we are flying and everyone else <laughs> is not ready yeah. yet. And then to at the end of the season, so now we finished playing in, in, in Germany and in France, England in sort of uh, September and the, ch the opportunity to come here and play yeah. another three weeks um, extending the season is wonderful. And then leaving the horses here is really a dream for the horses. Yeah. They can now spend four months in nice climate, eating grass, yeah, yeah enjoying their enjoying their rest. Yes, right? a well-earned rest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what places do you enjoy around the world the most for playing and for teaching? Mm. I have one that stands out at the moment is South Africa, South Africa, Plettenberg Bay. Yeah. Wow. Why it's is that? It's just a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, just to, the, the scenery is fantastic. The mountains, the beaches. I love the people. They have several fantastic big fields, great condition. The horses are thoroughbred horses, mm. uh, ex-race horses. They play nice, fast mm. polo. Um, it's nice. a, it's a, it's a dream. It's a real. It feels like an enormous holiday. And polo tied into one. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you admire in the in the polo world team? I mean, can be a player, a former player, mm -hmm. any other person or figure. Okay, um, the polo goddess Cambiaso. We said before he he really is stands out to me. In fact, he's the best for me, the best sportsman ever. Not just polo. He's really unbelievable, um, and more sort of. Closer to home is Thomas Winter, and, and what he uh, working with him has been fantastic. The last six years in Hamburg, and what he's done for German polo is is really f brilliant. Not only b dominating as the best German player for many years, but the school he's created and the number of young people he's brought into the sport is uh, is is really. I have a lot of respect for that. That's nice. As much as you love polo, I'm sure there are moments when you need to unwind. Forget about mallets, forget about uh, horses, forget about peticeros, forget about everybody, and just do your thing and relax. Yes. W what do you do when that happens, when you when you do that? Actually, that's now. We just that's started. Okay. We just started yesterday. I played the last game of the, the European season. Mm. So I will go home back to England, <coughs> spend some time with my family, and uh, and and really... Relax. Be at peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and reflect a little bit on... on, on last uh, of the season which was a really good one and of course i'm having to plan my next season which is coming up quite quickly in yeah. south africa mm. what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received tim could be anything could be about polo personal whatever don't be an idiot <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> no um it's uh I, somebody once said at a speech Uh, it was about a polo team, a very famous polo team, and he was sort of the, the owner of that team. They've been very successful, and he said, if it's not fun, change it. And I like that. I like that a lot. In life, yeah. if, if, you're, if you're working on something or you're doing something and it's not fun, then usually the best idea is to yeah. change it and make it fun. Do something different. Yeah. Do you have habits or daily routines, uh, team, that help you be more productive or help you to achieve your goals in a daily basis? Um, <coughs> I love to sing in the mornings. That wakes me up. Well. Uh, that uh, that <laughs> gives me my inspiration. Of course, going to the gym as well and working out yeah. keeps it uh, keeps my motivation going. Yeah, I'd say that. And you do that routinely, right? Every I day. do. Yeah, I do something every. I sing every day. <laughs> I think so at home when yeah, I make my breakfast good. in the shower. Um, and I do a little bit of working out every day. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What advice would you give to that? 
young player who has talent, strong work ethic, and uh, wants to make a living out of playing polo and teaching polo, maybe. Mm. Maybe, um, excuse me, maybe in his late teens or early 20s. Okay. It's, uh, it does depend on how much financial backing he has. Mm. Um, if he ha is lucky enough to have some financial backing, I would recommend him to buy the best horses he can and play the best polo with the best players. If he's a, a chap <laughs> more like myself, mm. then there's other ways, you know, to follow the dream, to be a polo player. There's other ways to get there. So the route I took was to train young horses for several years and then focus more on the teaching and on the slide, on the side, sorry, slowly build my string. Okay. What would you do in other life, Tim, if you didn't have the chance to be a polo player? Um, what would you do? I would love to be a rock star. A rock star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, I would love to be a rock star. Right. But uh, I also really enjoy um, ecology and nature. So I would imagine I would do something in the field with mm. animals. Mm. Yeah. What do you find difficult to say no to? <laughs> adventures. Adventures. Yeah. If, if someone offers me adventure, then uh, I would always you love just to say yes. Go for it. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the very last question, Tim. If you could have a very short conversation with your 20 years old, with your 20 year old self, mm -hmm. what would you tell this young man? <laughs> it's difficult because I don't want to change too much of what I have become, but I would say to really write down your dreams and believe in them. Mm -hmm. Because they can come true. These dreams that you're almost embarrassed to tell people, but at the back of your head or inside your heart, to write them down and, and to go for them. Mm -hmm. Because they can happen, you know. Keep it fun along the way, but keep going for what you want. Mm -hmm. Like physically written it down. Yes, right? yes. So with that, my good friend, Tim, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Thanks for receiving me here in this beautiful place. It's been a pleasure. And take care out there. Thank you very much. And see you next time. See you. Take care. Ciao.